You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Hope you had a uh, great weekend. I, uh, I listened to a lot of music this weekend. I got the uh, first car stereo system I've ever put into a car since I was in high school. And so this weekend, I was uh, listening to a lot of music in the car. And, of course, you know you, you, you know how this is. You, you show your spouse the, the car stereo, and you're like, oh, my God, listen to this thumping bass. And I get my wife in the car, and, uh, you know, her response, are you re- You know what it's going to be. It's, well, I, yeah, that sounds okay. I really don't notice the difference. I'm like, well, wait, 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 hold on. And I, I turn it over, and I look, put on a Snoop Dogg song, uh, Gin and Juice, right, from the uh, early aughts or late 90s. No, no, I don't really notice it. Or I put on, you know, whatever, uh, uh, some uh, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. You know, no, I don't really notice it. You know, my car, we should have a competition. You're, my 2011 Highlander, it's probably as good. I'm like, you know what, just get out. That's okay. I, I did it for me. I didn't do it for you. It's, I always feel like when you're a man, me anyway, and maybe you are, this, this, you always feel like a cat bringing a bird to its master. And the master going, oh, great, it's a dead bird. That's how I feel. Every time I bring something to my wife, I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. She's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. New car stereo. Oh, hey, that uh, sounds okay. You know, or I'll, I'll come home with a shirt. and she, Oh, well, you know. I'm like, you don't like the shirt? Well, you know. You, you know. And that's, that's the way I feel. I feel like a cat bringing a bird to the uh, to the wife. But to, anyway, I enjoyed music. I, I, there's a group, a band called, I guess, or a guy named Hugo that I'm enjoying, and Gary Clark Jr. Been kind of skewing into the blues and rock with Gary Clark Jr. and Philip Sace, things like that. I, I know that this doesn't matter to you, but if you like music, and I like every kind of music, I like some rap, hip-hop, R&B, rock, metal, uh, new rock, alternative rock, ever. I, I love music. Life is not... You know, you say what you want about whatever artist or what. I remember last week I, I tweeted about Elton John's final concert was was this weekend, by the way. And a bunch of people say Elton John's a leftist. I'm like, you know, shut up. Just his music, Rocket Man. You know, it, it, it's stop with the politics. All right, I don't care. And by the way, uh, Elton John performed at Rush Limbaugh's wedding, so I don't know how exactly left of center he is. But you know, I, you know, you can enjoy music and movies without immediately saying that I'm betraying somebody by seeing an artist because they might be not conservative. I'm like, please, please, life's too short not to enjoy movies, not to enjoy music. Now, when some group does something stupid and, and offensive, like you know, supporting the trans agenda, then I probably won't listen to music anymore. But Elton John did have his last uh, concert over the weekend, and I was looking on uh, Spotify. Because I, I was going to pick up my daughter from her first day at work. She's got a job. She works at a uh, an animal boarding facility where they charge like $45 a night to board a dog under 50 pounds. And then if it's over 100 pounds, like $75 a night. You could buy a hotel room for your dog. But anyway, that's where she works. And if people got the money, they want to spend that kind of money on their dog. I have no problem with it. So I, I, I took her to work, you know, and I told her, well, this is great. You, you, you got your first job is uh, shoveling crap. And, and my daughter, being the, the savvy, funny person that she is, wiser than her years, she goes, yeah. She says, that's kind of what you're doing now. 
I said, okay, you got me. But I, I wanted to get a playlist, and the playlist was Gen Z. I said Gen Z playlist, right? Because I'm thinking, all right, there'll be a bunch of stuff I've never heard of, a bunch of rap artists I've never heard of. And no, it wasn't. It was like Elton John right there in the middle of it. ABBA right there in the middle of it. I'm like, what, what, what? So uh, kind, of, kind of fascinating. But um, listen to a lot of music. And ma- music is just, it's too important to not live without you can't live without music. Um, all right, so Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, is over in China kissing some major booty. I don't know why we need to go over there. They launched a virus that destroyed our economy, destroyed our children. But for some reason, we need to go over there and literally kowtow in front of uh, the leadership. And in this case, it was the vice premier. And uh, she she actually bowed three times, three times, like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. She bowed, and everybody thought it was really bizarre. And, and when you do these things internationally, you're sending a very loud signal to the rest of the world. Um, you know, whether it be Joe Biden bowing to the Saudi uh, king, uh, whether that be Barack Obama bowing when he was the, uh, you know, instead of Trump going in, walks in, shakes hands, no bowing, ain't going to happen. But anyway, here is the reaction from Kristen Witten, or Christian Witten on uh, CNN this weekend about Janet Yellen bowing. It's completely bizarre. It's even worse when President Obama bowed deeply to the king of Saudi Arabia and to the emperor of Japan. At least that was to allies who could just be embarrassed and move beyond it. It's just so bizarre. This doesn't actually exist in communist culture. It hasn't been since the last emperor was dethroned that uh, his units yeah. bowed to him. Uh, this will be interpreted. Do you need any more evidence of a Maoist revolution in our country, that we not only follow the tenets of Mao's, uh, uh, Mao's um, uh, destruction of the country, they would follow every tenet of the great revolution over there, even kowtowing kneeling or bowing in front of the the uh, the uh, vice president it as the profound weakness that also accompanies the rest of these trips we've had our national security advisor our secretary of state and now the treasury secretary beg for meetings get them grudgingly in china accomplish nothing and now the administration is doing it with biden himself they're begging for a meeting with biden just for the sake of diplomacy looking like diplomacy i'm trying to figure that out because we know that Joe Biden got at least $10 million from the Communist Chinese, CEFC, in exchange for who knows what. I mean, look at all the things that have happened to our country. Energy dependence, depending on China for batteries for EVs, bringing Chinese-run battery power plants into the country, spy balloon, I can go on and on. Uh, it sounds like Joe Biden is uh, uh, kind of chasing his tail over there, and they're in the catbird seat, as it were. And they're the ones who unleash the virus on us. Uh, I swear to God, I can't wait till this man is out of office, and I surely hope that uh, uh, somebody goes in there who will give China a little what fur, and that person is going to be Donald Trump. You know, whatever you want to say. You can vote for whoever. I'm just saying, the, I think the only person who can give him what fur is Donald Trump. Because he did. Because he did. Um, over the weekend, it was kind of interesting. You know, I, I mentioned earlier the Democrats are going to do everything they can to stop a third-party presidential bid, and they are. Um, I would venture to say also the same is about uh, probably the, the Republican Party. Steve Bannon was talking this weekend, and I, and I enjoy uh, Steve Bannon's narrative. He's an insider. He knows a lot of things uh, about what's happening. And um, he, he talked about uh, a couple of things, including how Kevin McCarthy is not endorsing uh, Donald Trump and what would have happened had Donald Trump not won in 2016, what kind of uh, straits we would be in now. Kevin McCarthy refuses to um endorse Trump. And they said, well, he's trying to not have a civil war in the 
in the Republican Civil War with what? With these weak need uh, pencil neck moderates? Or give me a break. No, it's the donors. It's the donors. It's the donors. Leadership, you've got the policies and you've got the man. Is he perfect? No, he's far from perfect. He knows that. Everybody knows that. Because nobody's perfect. But for this time and place in history, he has been the greatest thing that ever happened to America in this time and place. Think of what the country would have been like if he had not pulled the greatest upset in, in American political history by defeating Hillary Clinton against all odds and with no money. Everything that's happened in the last three years is, uh, by the Biden administration, executive orders and whatnot, have been against the will of the American people by and large. Because the Democrat Party realizes they really got, some, got away with something in 2020. They tried to get away with it in 2016. So they're doing everything they can to take down the country right now. Uh, because they realize they may not be able to get away with stealing the 2024 election. I'm serious. They want to do as much as they can. The uh, The Maoist revolution is in full tilt. They want to do as much damage that is irreversible as possible to the country. It's very, very obvious. Open border. You know what the border, the open border is doing to us? You have no idea. People being released wholesale into the country have no idea where they're going, who they're affiliated with. But there is only one thing. And you think it's about getting Democrat votes? Nonsense. It's about taking down the country. It's about destabilizing the country. If you don't believe me, look at France. That's us. That's us. But people in the, around the world are beginning to turn against this globalist movement, and that's what's happening here. The, uh, the globalist coalition government in the Netherlands collapsed on Friday. Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte tendering his resignation to King Wilhelm Alexander on Saturday, paving the way for elections to be held by November, possibility of a populist, pro-farmer, BBB party to come into power. So what they've done over there is they switched to the green agenda. They've done the entire World Economic Forum plan uh, and uh, mass migration, bringing all sorts of illegals, open borders, and going after farmers using the green energy cudgel. And people in, uh, in Denmark are saying, you know what, I think we're done. People over there in the Netherlands are saying, now we're done. There was a big uh, Dutch farmer protest, saw thousands of farmers take their tractors over the last two years in opposition. They're trying to do that in, in the Midwest. They're trying to do that to our farms here, and that ain't going to work. Uh, the, the real, the, 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 uh, the BBB party, I guess, uh, they say that this, oper- this, uh, this election offers a real chance to get the country back. Make the Netherlands great again. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, expropriation of our farmers, push back on immigration, and take back our national sovereignty from organizers like the EU and WEF. Yeah, it's the same thing. And they're leading the way. And we're following suit. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. Hello, uh, Eileen, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on today with you? Good morning, Rob. Yeah. So um, about this bowing situation, um, I had a relative. Uh, her name was uh, uh, Grace O'Malley. It sounds different in Gaelic, but she was a pirate queen in Ireland, uh, in the south of Ireland in the 1500s. And she uh, she met with the Queen Elizabeth because, uh, well, she had one son killed by Elizabeth's uh, uh, right-hand man. And then 
She, uh, uh, another one of her sons was taken uh, prisoner by um, uh, Elizabeth. And so she went to England and got him freed. And they ended up being, even though they were, you know, adversaries, of course, really arch enemies, they ended up meeting and really liking each other and um, and did all kinds of diplomacy that wasn't hadn't been possible prior to that. And uh, so, but she would not bow to the queen uh, yes. because she was a queen herself. Yeah. And and uh, what what the Americans need to remember is we are the sovereigns. We are we are. Um, we, we we don't have a king, you know. We don't we don't uh, pay homage to these uh, foreign officials, uh, and you know the only one that, is, that we're supposed to be paying homage to is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who is Jesus Christ alone. Yeah. He's the only one who needs to be or should be worshipped. And then uh, you were you were talking about uh, how you didn't feel like you were honored uh, by. By your wife, I'm reading a book called Love and Respect. Uh, yes. Have you read that book? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're talking about my wife and my stereo. How she was unimpressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. you felt like you had a dead bird to get yeah. share with her for yes. some reason. But wasn't seeing the value of your dead bird. <laughs> 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 so, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, just uh, um, uh, I, I've got a great stereo system on my car, too. Yes, a, yes, uh, yes. Let's see. What is it? Oh, it's a Fender. It's a Woo! Fender stereo Woo! system. Yeah, Excellent. It's really nice. So when okay. are you going to come to Santa Cruz? Girl, I'm working on it. I'm calendar. Wor- I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We are going to uh, New Hampshire the eighth, uh, the 3rd and 4th of August, and uh, we're working on it, Eileen, but I appreciate your phone call. And, yeah, I mentioned I got a new stereo system for my truck, Buck, the uh, Bronco. First new car, 20 years. First time I put a stereo system in something since I was 16, and I did it myself. And I go to tell my wife, and she was like, yeah, well, it sounds okay. And it's just that's what happens. But I will tell you, Eileen, and she mentioned that book title, I do everything I can in my life to honor my wife and my children to be the best person I can now that I've had significant changes in my life. That's my life. That's my life. It is honoring them. Uh, and occasionally, I, you know, I, I give myself a little treat, and she's never impressed. Uh, let's take a break and come back. i got Tucker Carlson coming up. I want to get to this Tucker Carlson audio. It's fascinating with Russell Brand over the weekend. Uh, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. Going to be uh, sharing some Tucker Carlson audio. He was interviewed by Russell Brand. It, it's really very interesting. Um, Russell Brand and Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, all uh, Gen Xers, uh, traditionally you're thinking, oh, pretty liberal, but uh, they, they're becoming common sense, I guess, maybe more libertarian. Uh, Bill Maher, he's more of a boomer, but uh, all of them are kind of coming around to uh, common sense.
and uh, and they're becoming these uh, kind of firebrands. Um, and and what like I said, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I have nothing in common with Joe Rogan. Literally a year or two ago, I looked at Joe Rogan as kind of a, a carnival barker. You know, he's getting high with Elon Musk. And, and then I started to listen to him, and I'm like, you know, I respect him. I, I respect his opinions. I respect his thoughts. I I respect. Um, his thought process, uh, his enormous success as a as a talent, whether it be on news radio or Fear Factor or as a, a UFC fight promoter, among other things, and now of course the most popular podcast in the world, amazing guy, and he had to say this about digital currency because that's what the government wants you to do. That's what they're trying to get us all to do. Is uh, bank collapses and everything. Here's Joe Rogan. Hoping people wake up enough to at least slow it down because. These yeah. people are pushing in a very obvious and very specific direction. They want digital currency, centralized digital currency that they control, and they want to get everybody on a social credit score system, and they'll probably connect it to some sort of a vaccine app. Or if you want to travel around, all they would need is another pandemic to try to push that through. And they're already talking about that. Yeah, they are. Of course they're talking about it. That's why you need to kind of uh, diversify your portfolio. That's why I'm talking to Swiss America. That's why my wife and I are converting one of our 401ks. Because we don't know. We live in strange times, and we need to be prepared for it. So we're going to buy precious metals. Swiss America has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. You can let them educate you on protecting your assets, diversifying what money you got. If you want to keep it, I, I just think some of it in precious metals is a good idea. So you owe it your, to yourself to write down this number. And all I'm asking is you give them a call. You ask for their new secret war on cash uh, study. And it's a, a quick read, and it'll open your eyes. And all you got to do is mention my name or text my name. Here's the number. It's 800-289-2646. 800 And all out war on cash digital digital forms of currency too is growing daily so get the secret war on cash free to my listeners just mention my name carson rob carson or text that 800-289-2646 or you can go to uh, swissamerica.com slash carson okay swissamerica.com slash carson rogan's talking about it you ought to have the conversation with your sig uh message and data rates apply by the way message and data rates do apply Tucker Carlson gave his first interview since being fired from Fox. He did an hour-plus-long interview with Russell Brand. Uh, Russell Brand, an interesting cat. I remember I used to couldn't stand the guy when he was, like, really a pop culture icon doing movies and whatnot. Uh, he was, like, he, he was on the MTV Music Awards, like, a 12, 13, 14 years ago. Radical, way left to center. And has since kind of a, you know, he's got a huge following on social media. I enjoy a lot of his uh, interviews. And here is uh, Tucker Carlson talking about, um, uh, let's start with January the 6th, because uh, many say that's the reason why he was fired. Uh, here he is talking about January the 6th, lies and the blowback he received. The amount of lying around January 6th, and it was obvious in the tapes that I showed, um, is really distressing and anyone who's covering for those lies should be ashamed of himself and that would include almost the entire american media including fox news um people at fox news fox news to its great credit let me air that and i'm grateful that they did but there mm -hmm. you know there are people there who were mad at me for airing that really why if if you think i'm cherry picking it and taking it out of context show me show me where uh, and by the way i didn't make the claim that it was entirely peaceful it, it wasn't no police officers were injured yes more police officers were injured at the riots in front of the White House the year before, but whatever. All injuries to police officers or anyone else are bad. I'm not certainly not making excuses for it. Now, you may recall Tucker Carlson started off a Monday 
with video from inside the Capitol. Chuck Schumer told Tucker's boss, stop, and he had to. I believe Tucker was fired for uh, for malfeasance or for disobeying. That's what I think. I got more audio from him coming up. Also, Bridget Gabriel, national security analyst, New York Times bestselling author and firebrand, coming up next. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. In your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson Show special guest on the Newsmax Hotline, Brigitte Gabriel, National Security Analyst, New York Times bestselling author, chairman of ActForAmerica.org. Her latest bestseller is Rise, and she is on the Newsmax Hotline. Uh, hello, Brigitte. How are you today? Hello, Rob. I'm delighted to be back with you. Well, here's here. I want to just tell you right now. After your last appearance on my show, I upped my cardio at the gym because you <laughs> left me. You ran me ragged the last time we were on. I literally I let you talk for like ten minutes, and I finally said, "Did you breathe at all during that time?" <laughs> Well, you have to understand, I'm a pro, and I do a lot of media, television <laughs> interviews. And when you on TV, you yes. have two minutes to speak, and you yes. squeeze all the information you can in two minutes. You do it in half the time everybody else does. You are, you're amazing. So let's talk a little bit about uh, cocaine in the White House, uh, Brigitte. Now, uh, a lot of people are trying to gaslight us, make us feel bad for thinking that America's number one cocaine addict, Hunter Biden, might have brought it to the White House. What are your thoughts about all the nonsense regarding this uh, since uh, since last week? Uh, well, you know, you know that the White House is in trouble when uh, Jean Pierre is even contradicting herself. Even the reporters knew that he was in the White House on February. Uh, I mean, on Friday, and she is saying no, that the whole family was gone. They were at Camp David. They were not even there. So even the press is starting to question the validity of her answers. Look, we have a son of a president who already confessed to his addiction to cocaine. Everybody knows he is an addict. Uh, 
the family members of the president are not as scrutinized as to what they bring to the White House like employees. No employee would dare coming into the White House and bringing drugs with them. There's a very strict policy. And if Corinne Jean-Pierre even answered the question better when she was asked about the drugs being in the White House, if she would have said, look, we have a very strict policy, we're going to do everything we can to make sure we find out who brought this in, we will not tolerate this, uh, the White House will not tolerate that, if she would have even answered it that way, uh, people would have cut them some slack and said, okay, you know, they're looking into it. Uh, but to deny, 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 thinking that the American people are stupid, that even the press corps is stupid, uh, yes. they really have crossed the line, and the American public is sick of it. Well, they are. And, and, you know, I didn't watch any late night last week, but the obvious, I'm a comedy writer. You know, one of the things from way back, I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years. The most obvious line is Hunter Biden cocaine. Dear God, are you out of your mind? And, and nobody in their right mind would bring cocaine to the White House if you ever wanted to work in, that, in, the, in the country. You, you would go to jail, first of all. Then if you had a press pass, you'd be done forever, not only with your job, but also ever getting back into the White House. If you were a worker, you'd never work again and you would face jail time. The only person, I believe, who would bring cocaine to the White House who somebody had the arrogance or the hubris to know that he could get away with it. And, it, and to me, it points to Hunter Biden. And I, I, I have no shame for thinking immediately, first time cocaine has been found in the White House, first time a truly crack-addled man is the first son who had a crack addiction that got him kicked out of the military, and we have copious evidence of him smoking crack dozens of times, even, even falling asleep uh, with a crack pipe in his mouth so for in for people to ignore it uh let alone not make it the the primary suspect is honestly disingenuous and everybody gets it brigitte exactly everybody gets it except the people surrounding that first family who are trying to protect them including yes. the secret service including the fbi including when government agencies are refusing to hold uh, the people who live in the white house accountable look this is the people's white house this is not biden white house this is not a drug addict white house this is the people's white house and at least have enough respect for the people of the united states to at least keep it clean. But when we have a president who knows 100% that nothing can touch him, nobody's going to dare point the finger. Nobody is going to dare to arrest, prosecute, hold accountable. They have gotten away for, uh, with it again and again and again on so many crimes. It was much more dangerous than just finding drugs and cocaine at the White House. They, uh, listen, uh, uh, Biden even was under the suspicion of the FBI of even treason, of even working with other governments for bri under for bribery investigation, and yet he has never been questioned, he has never been uh, uh, brought to justice, and this is why they feel they can get away with anything. And that's exactly why the American public must become engaged. It's not enough to just listen to talk radio. It's not enough to just watch the news. It's not enough to just read newspapers and say, well, you know, okay, I think I'm going to go out and vote in two years. A lot of things happen between the two years. You need to demand from your elected official, no matter where you're listening to us right now, you need to call your representative in Congress and demand that Congress launches an investigation into this, and they would make sure that we hold the White House accountable. Nobody is above the law. You know, we always hear the, the left saying nobody is above the law. Well, this is a situation where we need to make sure that the 
laws are enforced and, and no drugs and any of these shenanigans that are happening at the White House right now, whether uh, secret information released, whether files, classified documents thrown around, uh, whether drugs in the White House, whatever it is, it has to stop and it's going to take Congress to uh, basically uh, launch a hearing or an investigation into all this. Yeah, this is why I did the cardio, because I'm not even out of breath this time. Uh, the last time I was, when you talked like that, you just, I, I'm not even out of breath today. I feel strong. I can, I can go on. Can you go on? Because I'm ready. I'm ready for some more. Uh, <laughs> Of course you are. Let me ask you this. So, so, uh, so, uh, we've got Janet Yellen going to China and bowing three times in front of uh, Japan's vice president. Uh, what do you think about the United States kowtowing while uh, China is successfully in the middle of a Maoist revolution in the United States of America? Don't you think this kind of sends uh, an obvious message to the world, the United States position right now with regard to China? Uh, look, the United States uh, is a paper tiger right now. They are, we have become the laughing stock of the world. I listen to Arabic media all the time, you know, because my first language is Arabic. So I listen to Al Jazeera. I listen to Al Arabiya. I listen to uh, uh, different uh, networks. I speak French. I listen to French television. I listen to Israeli television. And I am telling you, we have become the laughing stock of the world because China is eating our lunch. Russia is laughing at us. They know that the president of the White House is not going to do anything. But even worse, they know that this president and his family can be bought by any foreign entity willing to pay high dollars to achieve their goal within the United States. Because President Trump is not serving the American people. Uh, I mean, sorry, President Biden is not serving the American people. The senile president of the White House is serving any foreign entity willing to pay the highest price to either buy our classified documents, buy our secrets, fill the pockets of the Biden family while expanding their reach within our own country. Look, China owns almost 400,000 acres of farmland in the United States. They are literally not only controlling our pharmaceuticals that are manufactured in China, but right now they are having massive access to our food supply. If something happens, what are we going to do? Uh, and it is a very dangerous situation. Again, like, you know, when we talk about drugs in the White House, that pales in comparison to the foreign policy disasters that Biden right now is subjecting the United States to, and he is making, making us the laughing stock of the world. Now, you also <clears throat> know as somebody... You know, I know your background, and, and you are very obviously devoted to the concept of free speech. In this country, we are discovering, thanks to two uh, state AGs who brought a lawsuit, how uh, badly the American government, the deep state, 70 federal agencies were, were censoring American speech, the worst abuse of the First Amendment in the history of, of speech. I mean, we have the First Amendment for a reason. It made us the greatest country in the history of mankind, allowed people to associate with one another, go to church. Uh, a redress grievance with the governor, speak freely, and yet our government has completely turned that upside down. A federal judge said, now, nobody in the federal government be in touch with uh, with big tech uh, about anything because of this. Do you suppose that uh, people are finally wise to uh, this abuse of power by the federal government, and, and do you suppose perhaps there will be hell to pay for robbing people of the ability, conservatives of the ability, to share opinions counter to that of the government. 
Well, it's about time people wake up. You know, we have gotten to such a point in the country that when they started silencing the president of the United States, when he was removed from Twitter, President Trump, that's when people started understanding, how can they ban the president of the United States from speaking? I think that's what started the American public questioning. Uh, look, Rob, I've been dealing with this discrimination against free speech for the last 20 years, because what, uh, when I started, I started speaking about radical Islamic terrorism. And the minute you spoke about anything regarding Islamic terrorism, because at that time, the only people that were committing terrorist attack were Islamic terrorists, whether it's ISIS or Al-Qaeda or anybody, the first thing the left will come up with is, oh, you are haters, this is hate speech. And that's when we started seeing at the United States, uh, at the United Nations, the United Nations introducing law against Islamophobia to silence anybody who was criticizing or speaking about terrorist attacks across the globe. So the left realized the strategy of accusation and muzzling works. And they start, they've been doing this for 20 years. Now the American people woke up. But what needs to be done, and I'm so glad to see federal judges are putting their foot down and saying, enough is enough. We must protect free speech. But again, Rob, as they say, squeaky wheel gets the oil. Unless the American public are going to start speaking up and demanding a free speech and, and boycotting organizations that are muzzling free speech. Uh, you know, when, when you are on Facebook and when you are on different technological platforms and they are silencing you, get out. Go to some places where they allow you to speak and work with your local government to ensure that free speech rights are protected. And when you work on the local level and the federal level, we finally get somewhere. Um, we have many laws that we are working on regarding free speech and many any other laws on our website, actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org. Go there right now. Click on Act Now. We have many campaigns on the state level as well as the federal level dealing with protecting our freedoms and preserving our freedoms. Well, look how we're winning, though, Brigitte. Look, we've got uh, Bud Light losing $30 billion in market value, Target losing That's $16 right. billion. we got Sound of Freedom, a Jim Caviezel movie is beating Indiana Jones at the box office. And it's about truth. And the media is going after that movie, too. They're saying it's some QAnon thing, even though 60 Minutes did a piece on it in 2014, said it was legit. This man was literally saving children's lives. We're winning this, Brigitte. We've got a long way to go. But I really think we're beginning to turn the corner on this. You've been abused for 20 years uh, as far as freedom of speech. Conservatives have been abused for 30-plus years in this country. And I think people are finally... Uh, they're tired of it. Yes, they are tired of it, and the giant is waking up. Look, there is more of us than there is of them, Rob. You know, usually, you know, squeaky wheel gets the oil. The minority are squeaking, and that's why they sound so loud. When you look at it, the lefties, the radicals are all in the major cities. You drive out of any major city, USA, 10 miles, and the rest of America looks the same. All of America, they love God, they love our country, they honor our military, they stand with their police, they cherish the legacy of of our founding fathers, they honor the Constitution, uh, we want to preserve our laws. All of America looks the same. Ninety percent of America is the same. It's the ten percent who are screaming and lying and cheating and stealing and robbing and stabbing people in the back and telling, us, telling the rest of us that the rest of us are stupid and we are the terrorists endangering the government. I mean, look at the Southern Poverty Law Center with, the, uh, with their hate list listing everybody and their brother from mom 
Moms for America, to Act for America, to Family Research Council, even churches as hate groups. And finally, the right is saying, okay, you want to play that game? We can play that game as well. We're taking our money. We're taking our children out of public schools. We're going to shop where we know our money is going to go towards people that share our values. And we're going to see where this goes. And I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to hear the statistics because we are winning, Rob. We are winning. The tide is turning. There's great hope in the future. And we're doing everything we can. We at actforamerica.org to make this happen. So if this message resonates with you, our listeners, go to actforamerica.org and join us today and start acting for America. Uh, absolutely, uh, Brigitte Gabriel. I'm going to start calling, instead of interviews, I'm going to call them personal training sessions with you. Great. I love because it. Because you get me pumped that. up. <clears throat> you get me pumped up. And, I, I'm, and on a serious note, I do believe we're turning the corner, Brigitte, uh, Brigitte but you and I, we're in this together, and, the, and 72% of the American people feel the country is going the wrong direction. I know we can come together to save her. I really do. Actforamerica.org. Brigitte, we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you, my friend. Have a great day. You are the best. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's The Rob Carson Show. So when they fired Tucker Carlson, um, Fox News lost 71% of their viewership. In prime hours, Newsmax saw its uh, audience grow 126%. 126%. It's, uh, it's great. It, it, i got to tell you, I've been involved with Newsmax for about three years and just watched them explode with great commentary. Rob Schmidt, must-see TV. Eric Bowling, must-see TV. Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, Chris Plant, my buddy Chris Plant. It's just kicking butt and i and i love it i've got some more audio from tucker carlson i want to get to we uh, we did the interview uh, there real quick with uh, brigitte uh, gabriel who damn she's a firebrand uh let's go to jake in annapolis maryland hello jake welcome to the rob carson show what's on your mind today oh hey thanks for taking a call i want all of your listeners out there to sit and relax because i know exactly when we're going to find out who had the cocaine in the white house you know when that oh, is no Sure you do. It's exactly when we find out who leaked the uh, Roe versus Wade overturn of the Supreme Court, which has been about a year ago now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How about so that? You, you, you think so it might have been... Faith, right. What kind of faith do we have in our government to research anything when yeah. you've got a simple baggie, it takes about 10 seconds to do a fingerprint, I know. get the fingerprints of people who were there... But yeah. in the Supreme Court, we still don't have an answer for that, and we never will have an answer to that. Exactly. We also don't know the Jan January 6th pipe bomber. Nobody cares about that all of a sudden. We also, you know, we don't know uh, everything. Tucker, Hunter Biden was under investigation by the IRS for five years. Five years. This this investigation should have taken five minutes. And lying on a federal gun form, that should be taken care of five years ago. That yep. should have been taken. But they, yep. what they do is they give them diversion and they give them a slap on the wrist for the other charges. That's and life in America. Yeah. And, and then they, they about. Well, Jake, right? this is why I keep bringing up stuff. Jake, this is Good why you. I don't forget. This is why I don't forget January the 6th, the Reichstag moment. This is why I don't forget 2016 Russia collusion hoax. This is why I don't forget right. the 2026 20, exactly. Hunter Biden. I, I, don't, I, I don't forget this stuff and I'm never going to let it go. And, and I'm going to. We're going to drive it home every day, brother. Every stinking day, people are going to be held accountable. I appreciate your call, bro. 
Appreciate it very much. Here's a little uh, Tucker Carlson. This is him talking about the curious case of Jacob Shansley, who was the most dangerous man in America until Tucker Carlson released video showing that he wasn't. Listen. But I'm asking obvious questions. You said this happened. He is the QAnon shaman. He's the guy who had the horns on in the Capitol on January the 6th. The voice, the face of the insurgency. For example, there was a guy called the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. They put the guy in prison for years. There is surveillance tape that they hid until I aired it showing the Capitol Police trying lots of doors, trying to get into the Senate chamber, the sacrosanct chamber that he wasn't allowed to be in, and then escorting him in. And he kind of wanders around like he's taking a hit of mescaline, just kind of, you know what I mean? And like he says a prayer, he thanks God for the Capitol Police, and then he wanders out. Yeah, and they released the video, and he was released from prison. And nobody said a damn thing about it. But an innocent man was thrown in jail for political pur purposes. Here's Tucker Carlson talking about the Capitol Police chief on January the 6th. And that was a tip-off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. And I, I knew it January the 7th. I never thought that there was, it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. You don't have to be. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police. Now, I'm going to have the rest of this on the other side of the break because I want to do it justice. And then we've got much more coming as well. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Showing America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. There's a lot of stuff on it. Hey, by the way, um, social media, my social media, I really haven't devoted a lot of time to promoting my social media uh, because sometimes it just gets lost in the noise. You know, everybody's got social media. Um, I just want you to know I do spend a good deal of time on the things that I put on social media. Uh, and I do copious amounts of material. So when you you read or check out my feed on social media, I think you're gonna you're gonna find things that are not only interesting, but also I think you might enjoy my observations on them. I've been putting up a lot of short videos about uh, you know different things. Uh, sometimes silly videos, sometimes a cooking video, sometimes a thought about Hunter Biden, sometimes a thought about. But I, I think you would enjoy it. Um, and they're all under Rob Carson's show. <clears throat> so if you want to go to Twitter. Like for instance, I've been, I've gained about two thousand uh, followers in the last couple of months. It's starting to grow. Uh, I've got like on uh, on uh, Getter, I've got about a hundred thousand followers on Truth Social. I don't know how many five eight thousand, ten thousand, whatever. So if you want to go to any of those platforms, uh, Truth, Getter, Twitter. Facebook, I, I post some stuff there. It's never about politics because I always get my crap taken down there. But just go to Rob Carson's show, all right? And, and even LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn, uh, and I don't do politics on LinkedIn. But if you want to follow any of those, I think you might uh, find the observations. I put uh, humorous stuff up there and whatnot. Rob Carson's show under all of those things. Um, so have you? Uh, do you do that, uh, the Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub or any of that nice? When I was working at the car dealership, <clears throat> Friends would like they'd order food. the The management in the the management cubicle they'd order food from uh, uh, Grubhub and Uber Eats and all that, you know. And and I remember one time I thought about ordering from I don't know, maybe it was Uber Eats or Grubhub, and it was like Chipotle. And if I went to Chipotle and bought a, a, a burrito the way I like it, about nine dollars, eight or nine dollars, right? Well, they wanted like twenty bucks for the stupid burrito, and I was like, who's got the money? 
to to pay to drive a mile or two to Chipotle for that. And then I find out this uh, apparently popular food delivery apps charging customers sneak fees up to 24% of the cost of the order. DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber, they, you know, the, the U.S. junk fee economy that Joe Biden is the only thing that he thinks he can go after because all of his other policies are failing. But apparently uh, it's a big deal. So uh, the, the U.K. Daily Mail decided to, uh, to uh, order some food, apparently, and they went to DoorDash, and they were going to order this, uh, uh, this restaurant. There was a, a turkey sandwich and a tuna sandwich, uh, $11.70, two juices, eleven twenty, and a carrot cake, three ninety. brings it to $49.70. So a uh, lunch for two, $49.70. DoorDash, that's going to cost you 74 bucks to drive it to your house. Uber Eats, 74 bucks. So you got like taxes and fees, an $11.48 charge, other fees uh, associated with gratuity. They want 20%. Everybody's getting tipped. Maybe I should do tipping. I should. And then on Grubhub, 72 bucks. 72, 249 delivery fee, 486 in tax, 261 service fee, uh, 44% increase from the original cost for Grubhub. And then in New York, on top of everything else, they want to, they're going to bring up the wage of the average uh, food delivery driver to $17.96 an hour. So $17.96, and then they want tips. Well, if I was paying $17.96 an hour, and I knew somebody was making $17.96 an hour, you ain't going to get a tip. You're not going to get a tip. Sorry. I'm paying for you $17.96 an hour rather than right now they make $7 an hour minimum wage, and then they get all these tips. So uh, you're going to have to make up your mind. And I got a funny feeling that in New York, if they if they decide to pay $18 an hour for food delivery drivers, those tips are going to dry up in a hurry, right? Aren't they? There you go. Majorly. Oh, oh, oh. Now, I, uh, I am dying to see Sound of Freedom. I haven't seen Sound of Freedom. It's a Jim Caviezel movie, which is a true story about a guy named uh, Tim Ballard, who his entire life has been sent rescuing children from bondage, from sex uh, trafficking, which is happening in this country. You've got 85,000 kids who've been brought across the border, lost. And Joe Biden, they're not even doing DNA testing anymore. Something is going on in the world, it ain't right, and it needs to be fixed. Here's a little bit of the trailer from the movie, Freedom, Sound of Freedom. How'd that make you feel? Giving a child his freedom. So good. You have been at this for 12 years. My country tis of thee. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale. I think it's kind of interesting, and and I'm going to go see the movie, um, hopefully today. I remember in 2004, I went to see uh, The Passion of the Christ, and Jim Caviezel was in that movie. And that movie effectively ended a good deal of his movie career. He was pigeonholed a conservative, I told you, it's a dim crow. It's the conservative um, apartheid that we've dealt with, and he's a great actor. But, you know, he's a uh, conservative firebrand, so he's hated, right? 
it's just such a gift to see him succeed with this movie fully 19 years after that movie. And I remember, and I've, and I've been reading some of the reviews of people who've seen <clears throat> Sound of Freedom versus Passion. And when I saw Passion, I saw it with a massive church group in Omaha, Nebraska. And there were 500 people in the audience. I was auditioning at uh, KFAB in Omaha, and I ultimately entered, ended up going to Washington, D.C. But I remember sitting in the theater afterwards, and there was stone silence and people crying. That's what I'm hearing about this movie. That's what I'm hearing about this movie. Uh, it is, uh, from what I can gather, a very powerful movie, a very positive movie. But it will shock you to your soul. And the mainstream media is now doing everything they can to bring down Jim Caviezel in this movie because it's conservative and it beat the snot out of Indiana Jones, the latest episode of Indiana Jones, which, I mean, seriously, maybe 40 years later you should give up the franchise. I don't know. Star Wars has been going for longer than that. But um, a lot of uh, people in the mainstream media are now maligning it. They're saying it's a QAnon thing. It's somehow conservative. Whatever. What's bad? They're trying to shoot it down. And, and, you know, you look at all of this stuff that's going on with the sex and sexuality of our children, teaching this crap in schools, and i got to tell you, I'm done with it. And you're done with it. We're all just finished with this sexualization of our children, these books that should not belong in libraries, and I don't care. You, you know, uh, you've got a lot of people there, they're defending the defenseless, <clears throat> or the, the things that you cannot defend. You cannot defend bringing uh, uh, books of a sexual nature, graphic sexual nature, into elementary school libraries. If you do... You're messed up, and people get it, and people are done with it. But here is um, actually Tim Ballard speaking at a press junket about kids and trafficking. Uh, and by the way, kids from Ukraine are being trafficked through Mexico for sale. 85,000 kids across the border. Uh, trafficking is happening all over this country, and there has to be. There has to be a crackdown on this that results in people being executed. There has to be a crackdown. You're found sex trafficking a child, you're done, as far as I'm concerned. But here is uh, uh, Tim Ballard talking about Ukrainian kids being sneaked in, and then I want you to listen to some of the things that are happening in our country with regard to children and how this is really a part of a plan. All of this I talked to you about. I said, this is all a part of a plan. All of the, the oddness that's happening in the country, the transgender nonsense, the sexualization of our children, this is part of a plan. This is not organic. It didn't come from anywhere because it's happening all over. Tim Ballard. You really Red bad. light district. You got to be really bad, <laughs> okay, to get arrested in Holland. They were arrested in 2020. Fugitives. They ran. And they were hiding. No one knew who they were. Well, this, this, they rear their ugly heads. Um, this, the leader, this guy named Nielsen. He's talking about a ring of uh, child sex traffickers. Actually, he raises, I'm in, I'm literally in Poland at the time at, at our, at our staging operation for Ukraine. And I get this information that this guy in Mexico is trying to be traffic kids out of Ukraine. Yeah. And, and so I, I go undercover. Our, the Dutch asset who gave me that information infiltrated me. And I'm undercover talking to this guy. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in the end, we ended up, in fact, just yesterday, two of the guys were convicted in Ecuador because it led us to Ecuador, a child sex hotel, mm -hmm. pedoph these pedophiles from Holland and set up. But I, that's a two, we'll get into that another time. Okay. But the point I'm making is I had to study their literature. This was a, this was a listen, political platform. Listen to this. This is a political party. Listen. And what I started recognizing is I, I, I named them the, 
I don't know, it's like, I, call, I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Okay. Yeah. It's what, like they include things like separate children from parents because parents are a bad influence. This- okay. What's that's happening in schools in California? Uh, they will not tell parents about transitioning children, will not talk about the name that they've given the children in the school. Uh, sometimes they have uh, clothes on, uh, on uh, hand so kids can change clothes of the opposite sex, among other things. And if your parents disagree with you on anything, Please tell us. State knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Karl Marx. Books in libraries. What? Three. Take God as I, I, I named them the, I don't know, it's like, I, call, I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Listen. Okay? Yeah. It's what, like, they include things like separate children from parents because yeah. parents are a bad influence. The state knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Karl Marx. Three. Karl take Marx. God out of education because that mm-hmm. just gets in the way. And, and kids, consent, consent, consent. Children can consent to anything. At 12 years old, they should be able to vote. They should be able to do anything. They should be able to go through sex change therapy. They should go on uh, hormone replacement therapy, puberty blockers, and surgery. Do you see where I'm going? Now, wh- what am I seeing here? I'm, I'm, my stomach is getting sick as I'm reading this. I read this every day. It's the woke left agenda. Yes. I'm not saying that they're colluding or talking. It doesn't matter. It's the same dark source. And they are ped- pedophiles are sitting back right now going, we've been pushing this agenda for decades. And now we don't have to push anymore because the left is taking care of for us in America. In America. Yeah. That's what's happening in America. And uh, that's a bridge too far. Now, this is uh, Scott Pelley in 2014 doing, an, doing a piece on Tim Ballard's efforts to uh, rescue cr- kids from child sex traffickers. Uh, uh, um, and his movie about this now is being maligned by the mainstream media as QAnon conspiracy. Last weekend, police broke up a major sex trafficking ring in Colombia, which has become a destination for tourists looking for sex with boys and girls. The police had help from an American who went undercover to rescue the children. And Elaine Quijano met him. There are places like this around the world. Phuket, Thailand. You'll recall Jared Fogel from Subway. He was a child sex tourist. Tim Ballard has one mission, to track down child traffickers. Four months Well, ago, now he's a QAnon uh, uh, you know, agent. So Colombian authorities asked him to investigate a tip that children were being sold there as sex slaves. Within a half hour, this individual walks up to me, starts asking me what I'm here for, what I want, and within m- minutes, he says, well, I've got, I've got kids as young as 11 years old. Ballard, wow. a former Homeland Security agent, now heads up Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit group that rescues trafficked kids. After that first meeting, the Colombians asked him to put together a sting. No men will be in here, only women. Operation Underground Railroad spent months planning, renting this house, rigging it with hidden cameras. Now this is what the movie's about. Document the crime, coordinating with Colombian authorities and negotiating with the traffickers. How they find these kids is they lure them in by pretending to have a modeling agency. They target them at Mm -hmm. 9 or 10 years old. And they were telling us that about... Or they give them to a drug mule. By 11, they're ready for sex. There you go. That's what it's all about. And that's uh, one of the sick reasons that the mainstream media is going after this guy, even after seven years ago. No, uh, nine years ago, that report came out. Um, I'm going to see the movie, hopefully today, give you a report. If you've seen it, I'd love to hear from you, 800-922-6680. It's just heartening that it's the number one in the movie in the country, and it's beating the snot 
out of a Hollywood blockbuster because this is important. This is more important than anything right now, saving our kids. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's The Rob Carson Show. Uh, Mary in Oakland, California, says that she saw Sound of Freedom, the Jim Caviezel movie. Hello, Mary. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, Rob. How are you? You are Glorious terrific. Book. Thank you, my dear. So tell me about the movie. What would you think? It was amazing. You know, I was walking in there. I knew all about it. I knew what it was going to be about. I knew about Tim Ballard. And I thought, oh, Father, I'm probably going to hate this movie. I'm praying. And I <laughs> sat down, and it was amazing. I mean... They didn't, it was tasteful as well as, because this is the hardest topic yeah. in the world to deal yeah. with. And I, in fact, Rob, to you, truthfully, I think the reason it was so important for the, the Biden get reelected was so they can open that border and start this trafficking up again. I really, I'm, I was that concerned about this trafficking because I heard about it during the Trump administration and all that he was doing to try to stop it. And well, Mary, there are people. There are people in our government. There are people in our government who are uh, callous to human life. They don't give a rat's behind about the people of our country, about the children that are coming across that border. They look at human life mm-hmm. as cheap. They do. They do. They don't care that sixty-five babies were aborted since nineteen seventy-three. They uh-huh. don't care. They don't care, Mary. Right now, we have a cabal in Washington D.C. and in leadership around the world that are every bit as bad as the great genocidal maniacs of the past. They just have different ways of going about it. They just have different ways of going about it. And I got to tell you, Mary, I feel this, this spiritual uprising. I feel this patriotic spiritual uprising for the good of mankind coming. And these bastards who've been doing this to us and to our kids, their time is nigh, Mary. I really believe this. Yes, me too, me too, me too. And I hope your words to God's ears. Amen. It has to come true. It, it, it does. It to. has to. So yeah. overall, when you, at the end of the movie, and I mentioned that in 2004, I remember seeing Jim Caviezel on The Passion of the Christ and weeping and silence in the theater. Is that what you, uh, what you noticed at the end of the movie? What, how did you feel when the movie came to an end? Like weeping for joy. Really? He, he, uh, yeah, and he gives some statistics in the movie. Really? And they, they're just horrifying. But I will tell you, I just heard this on the news that it's on during your show that um, they had arrested they in Colombia today that we're, we're hearing about it, that it, it was another one of those hotels where they rescued like 65 kids and locked up, you know, a bunch of pedophiles and all this stuff. But they rescued and he's at it again, Ballard. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? And you know what, uh, Mary? The thing is, uh, you know, uh, the when, when these kids come across the border, the little boys and the little girls are their debt, their payback for coming across the border is sex slavery or drug mule. And I got to tell you, I think anytime they raid one of these these houses that have these kids, they need to take those bastards, they need to convict them and line them up against a wall. We got to be done with I this. Do, I do too, but but I don't know what they do. But I I agree with you. I agree with you yeah. on this. This is so important. Our children are so important, and yes. they were talking about the principles of separating them from the parents, getting them yes. to not trust. 
grooming, yeah. grooming, grooming to yeah. to do this. I mean, it's happening. It's I'm concerned about the schools, but this movie will hearten you. I, okay. I hope you see it today so you can tell us what your take on it tomorrow. All right. Because it's all right, Amazing. I will. I, I, it's hard for me sometimes because I'm so damn busy, but I'm going to do my level best to. Mary, thank I you. Know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a dad on the web. He goes in to take his kids to the pediatrician, and here's what happened. I just pulled over uh, to do this video because I'm literally on fire right now. I just got off the phone with my wife, who took my nine- and seven-year-old boys to the doctor today to get physicals for tackle football and school next year and all that other stuff. My nine-year-old son went in first, and the first thing this woman asks him is if he identifies as a boy, a girl, gender fluid, or non-binary. My son, he's never heard of any of that before. You've been dealing with him your whole life. He is clearly a boy's boy. Now, if you get that at your pediatrician, you tell your pediatrician to stick it. I'm not kidding. This ends... This ends. Steve, you hold on. Jim, you hold on. Both you guys have seen uh, the movie. I want to hear what you think. More on this coming up. It's the Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. I just got off the phone with my wife, who took my nine- and seven-year-old boys to the doctor today to get physicals for tackle football and school next year and all that other shit. The first, my nine-year-old son went in first, and the first thing this woman asks him is if he identifies as a boy, a girl, gender fluid, or non-binary. My son, he's never heard of any of that shit before. Now, that is a dad on uh, TikTok, and I, I think I, there might have been a TikTok video on Twitter uh, talking about this. And I'm going to tell you, uh, if that came out of my kid's pediatrician's mouth, I'd say, don't be ridiculous. And then I'd say, we're finding another pediatrician. You've been dealing with him your whole life. He is clearly a boy's boy. So what are you, trying to plant a f***ing seed in his head? I, the only thing I could be thankful for is that my wife took them instead of me. Yep. And props to my wife because she said something. And if she didn't, they would ask my seven-year-old son the same damn question. This is ridiculous. Yep. And to the people out there to think that there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm just a, a, a transphobe or all that, you're f***ed up. This is bullshit. And there's something wrong with you. Yeah, big time. And and honestly, uh, I'm just going to talk because I can't speak for women, right? Okay, I can't speak for women when it's. What I've been trying to say forever: letting male athletes compete as women is an affront to womanhood. It is an insult to womanhood to make a woman or a man the woman of the year displaces women. We've seen this last week. They literally started calling women uh, chest feeders. Okay, there, there are men who are taking hormones to breastfeed. This, mm, boy, I almost said it. This has to end. And I'm going to talk to you dads, you and me, bros right here, you and me. Look at me right in the eyes. This ends. 
If you hear this, and I'm not talking about being violent, I'm talking about saying nonsense. If your pediatrician says, what does your son identify as? Well, my son has a penis since birth. He's a boy. My daughter has a vagina. She's a girl. If you ask me that question again, we'll find another pediatrician. But better yet, let's just find another pediatrician right now. How dare you ask that absurd question? You are a doctor of, of medicine for crying out loud. And for you as a doctor to say that is inexcusable. Inexcusable. All of this, all of this, I've been telling you, all you got to do is say no. All you got to say is no, no, no. Done with this. Will not allow it in my pediatrician. Will not allow it in my kid's classroom. Will not allow it at my workplace or I'll find another place to work or I'll sue your butt off. This is all just nonsense. And, and you know what? This is what, this is what these movements always do. This, they, you know, they, this transgender nonsense, four-year-olds can become little girls and start puberty blockers, which is sick, which is mingle-esque. It is mangalesque. It is grotesque. The people who have perpetrated this, the people who have backed it, one day will be held accountable for this, either on Earth or after. But I think it's going to happen on Earth first because people are realizing what has happened, what is happening, and it cannot continue. You come in and you're like, you, you know, they come in and they say, your kid can be a little girl. He's a little boy. And then when you say, no, no, he can't. Don't do that to my kid. You're a homophobe. Well, I, I don't believe that children should ch- trans, you know, go, tra- you know, change genders before puberty. Well, you're a transphobe. No, no. Well, I don't believe the CRT should be caught in schools because my son is, uh, is a white kid. He, he's not, he has, all of his friends are friends of color in there. Why, why, why is he be calling a racist? You're a, you're, a, you're a racist. No, I'm not. No. They come in with these absurd ideas meant to destroy the family, destroy society, then when you speak up, you are an ist or an ob or you have an ism. That's how they roll. And it's time for us to say no. And we are doing it. We said no to Target. We said no to Bud Light. We are saying no to Big Hollywood by going to see this Jim this Jim Caviezel movie, which I'm going to go see, Sound of Freedom. Steve in Linthicum, Maryland, has gone to see the movie, and he wants to tell us about us now. Hey there, Steve. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, Rob. How about yourself? I'm good. How was the movie? It was superb. I saw it with my wife on July 4th, and uh, we, we, we both were just so struck by the movie. Um, I, I heard your earlier call. I believe Mary was her name, and she, yeah. excuse me, she was heartened by uh, by the end of it. Um, and I, I think I understand how she felt. But I, I walked away with a little bit of a different sense in the movie uh, okay. about the movie. And um, it was one was profound sadness for these children. Uh, two was anger, just outrage. Yes. at what people are doing and how money is being spent for perverts to get a hold of kids and do what they do. And I'm so grateful to uh, Angel, uh, the Angel uh, production company, yeah. for funding this and getting this movie out. Because uh, if you go to see it, and I urge you, Rob, please do see it today. I'm going to today. Uh, uh, the the end of the movie when they run the credits stay for that 
because Jim Caviezel has an announcement he makes in it, and it's very powerful. The movie was actually done five years ago. Okay. And they had a, had trouble getting it out. But yeah. it's out now, and it's spreading. I love um, it. It's, it is. It's powerful. There is, uh, and he will explain it, there is a um, angel.com uh, slash freedom. Yeah. And uh, they, they provide a way for you to pay forward tickets for someone oh, good. who couldn't see it. Ooh. And their, their goal originally for, was for $2 million. As of last night, it was like 3133970 or something. But I'm sure it's grown from there. Uh, anyway, this, this movie is so strong, so powerful. And one other thing I wanted to mention, I have just seen someone sent it to me because the, the day after I saw this, I put it, I put it up on Facebook how I felt, how it, it struck me, how important this movie is. And it was very interesting. For days, nobody responded. Yeah. And I thought, huh, because I know people read, you know, anything you post, especially when you post it on the public uh, eye. And um, I, I'm a musician, okay? Yeah. And so I, I have a lot of friends who are musicians, and I have a feeling that um, a lot of them may have seen my post and just thought, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I want to get involved in this. You know, Ooh, you know, mm -hmm. this is uh, this might be, uh, you know, uh, if I like this, it might be uh, looked at. Uh, it looked at me as as being a little odd. I don't care. You know what what they think of me. This just needs to be out and. Yeah. People as a musician, uh, you would be uh, uh, ostracized as being conservative because obviously uh, the music industry is dominated by people generally who are left of center. Yeah, and that's few, you, you're kind of afraid of admitting your conservative cred or showing any conservative cred in your industry. Well, pretty much, you know, and it, it's very interesting because I uh, I'm in the Baltimore D.C. area, so uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, <laughs> there's a few. Uh, conservatives that, that we know. But uh, anyway, the, the other thing was that uh, there is a, I think it's the Daily Signal, has yeah. an interview, and uh, maybe you've seen it, with, okay. with Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel. Yes, yes, I played some of it earlier. You sure. did. I'm sorry, I missed yeah. it. Okay, good. That's okay. That's you okay. did play because well, that is powerful. He talked about, this is a, this is a political thing. This is a... This is a uh, this is a, a Stalinistic um, uh, Marxist thing. This is this is uh, this is in the out. This is a plan. This is destroy the family, destroy the culture, sexualize children, separating. It's sickening. It's really grotesque. And they're taking cues. And they're taking cues from the great dictators of the past. Steve, I got to run. Uh, let's go to Jim in Harvard Grace in Maryland. Hello there, Jim. You saw the movie. Uh, what did you think? Uh, good afternoon. I I went to see the movie Friday night. The uh, I guess it was the seventh. Uh, very informative movie, very emotional, uh, kind of a tearjerker. Uh, my suggestion, if you go, bring plenty of tissues with you. Okay. All right. uh, I watched the whole movie, watched it all the way through the credits. Uh, I believe this is happening. I'm, I'm almost sure that it's being done. And I came away with a couple of thoughts. And one of the thoughts was, why is the Biden administration stopping DNA testing on unaccompanied minors, knowing that this is going on. Yeah. And the other one was <laughs> the Obama cages. 
thinking back to when they started, uh, were they detention pens or were they sorting pens? Hmm. Hmm. Seems that they put these kids in there and pick them out, yeah. and just to prolong things. And and I'm not a QAnon. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I deal in facts. And uh, this movie is worth seeing. It's eye opening, and I recommend going and taking your friends. All right, Jim. I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Let's go. I want to go to uh, Michelle in Westminster. She saw the movie. Hello there, Michelle. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Tell me about it. I went on Independence Day, the 1 o'clock showing here in Westminster, and the theater was fairly packed. I didn't want to keep turning around and looking. I was pre- uh, like three-quarters of the way up. Um, I left angry. Angry that we have allowed this to happen to our children. I have a daughter and a son biological. I have two stepdaughters. I have six grandsons, one granddaughter, and another granddaughter on the way. Yeah. I will rip anybody limb from limb before I let anybody near my babies. Yeah. I cannot fathom how this is happening and nobody is doing anything about it and don't tell me our republican friends in high places don't know don't tell me that they can't do something about this we have been screaming about these unaccompanied minors for how many years and i get called all kind of names because of it but Who's going to yell? Who's going to advocate for them? They're lost. I can't imagine how that father felt. That's when I cried when he went. I knew when he was on his way back. I knew, and that's when I started crying. The guy beside me handed me a napkin. Well, it's it's time to fight. It's time to say no. It's time to to raise holy hell. Holy hell. Hell, I'm talking about holy hell. I'm talking about n- end of this nonsense. You know, you've got a creep son in the White House. He's got a father who sniffs little children. He's got a daughter who said it was inappropriate, but dad showered with me and left me traumatized and a sex addict in rehab. You've got Hunter riding around with, uh, you know, prostitutes from Russia. I can only assume that they weren't of age, or at least some of them were. I got to tell you, Michelle, we got to grab a hold of this ship and write it and push off the rats who are perpetrating this crap. I'm just I'm just done with it. We, I'm right there with you, my dear, and I'm ready to rock and roll and do whatever it needs that needs to be done. But uh, when my I'm out with my kids, they are in my sight. I don't let them out of my sight. And the part of the movie that they show of how easily children are snatched. I know, Michelle, and it's happening. It's happening in cities around the country. Michelle, I got to run, but I appreciate your call. I'm going to go see it today. There was a, in Missouri, I lived in Missouri for a, a, about a dozen years, and I, and I lived in, I live in the Kansas side of Kansas City now, uh, and there are all these little, um, you know, you see these cheap strip malls. Generally, there's a payday loans place in there, and then there's a, a vape shop in there, and then all of a sudden, there's an Asian spa right in the middle, just an Asian spa. 
And it's always, uh, it just says an Asian spa. And, and right next door to it was the liquor store I used to go to. And I'd ask the guy in the liquor store, who owns the Asian spa? And he goes, everybody knows it's the Chinese mafia. I said, really? And I noticed this Asian spa. They had curtains on the window. And, and only men went in there. And generally, they kept their hats down, kind of like all of this. And I thought, and they're all over. They're prolific all over. And those are kids. And a lot of those, those are kids being trafficked. And the one by my liquor store that I went up to, that one's shut down. But this is out, and we've got to stop this. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to, to uh, uh, pay attention. We've got to read the signs. If you think a kid is in trouble... Do what you can, but I got to tell you, say no to all this crap, first and foremost. When your pediatrician says, is your girl a boy or could be, shut up. It was born a boy, he's still a boy, shut up. They try this stuff in your school, sexualizing your children, say, no way, I'm pulling my kids out or you fix this. We got to turn this around. We got to right this ship. Let's take a break, come back and wrap it up. Last break, right ahead, don't go anywhere. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, I, I get a lot of emails about um, my weight loss regimen. I uh, I quit drinking a couple years ago, and uh, I lost forty pounds from uh, not drinking. It was pretty remarkable. And uh, you know, and I look at <laughs> I look at my TV show of a couple years ago. I was like, dear God, look at the parade balloon who's hosting the uh, the TV. Uh, and then I, I made the mistake of thinking, hey, you, you're losing weight when you're not drinking. Uh, you could eat anything. Well, that's not the case. And uh, I put on a few more pounds. Um, but uh, but uh, I've been dieting now. I, I, my blood pressure was checked three weeks ago. It was 160 over 90, and I was like, oh, son of a gun. And so I went to the doctor. And I just basically made up my mind. I'm getting rid of processed food and junk and all the crap that I've been eating. Frozen pizza at night. You know, just junk like that. And I've lost, right now, I think about 16 pounds three weeks. I lost 12 in 13 days to start. Or 13 and 12. It just fell off. And, uh, and the thing is, here's what I'm doing. Because uh, I've been doing dieting so long. I'm, I'm so good at yo-yo dieting, I'm doing tricks now. I'm like doing a butterfly, walk the dog, you know. And, and, and you know, it's like, I'm on the caveman diet. I'm on the cabbage soup diet. I'm on the paleo diet. I'm on the, shut up. You know, like somebody tells me they'll, they'll eat a hamburger, take the bread off. I'm like, really, really? Oh, yeah, bread is it. That's what makes you fat. I'm like, tell Jesus Christ and the disciples that because they walked the desert 2,000 years ago. All they ate was bread and fish, and they drank a beep load of wine. Really? Suddenly bread's bad? Shut up. Anytime you're an absolutist about a food group, the only food you should be absolute about is not eating fake crap, like Cool Whip. Cool Whip, I mean, as much as I used to love eating it out of the tub, it's really not, it's not even food. So I've gone from a 46 waist, which I'm ashamed to say, 37. I was at 42 three weeks ago. I'm at 37 and a half at 38 now. Uh, chest has gone from 52 to 50, so I'm getting lean, and I'm just and I'm taking the testosterone thing that I started, and I feel better. It, it's real positive. It's real positive. I'll keep you up to date because I want you know I don't do fad diets and crap. 
So I want to talk to you real quick. Randall, Pacific Grove. Randall, got about a minute or so. Tell us, you went to see, uh, you want to talk about sex trafficking of kids, and you didn't see the movie, the Jim Caviezel movie, but tell us your thoughts real quick. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, um, the, the, the three steps is abduction, isolation, and indoctrination, and the parallel between what the Democrats are doing right now using CRT as a ruse to uh, isolate and indoctrinate, and that's not really the end game. The end game is to convert the generation into what they're doing right now. It's, it's antebellum slavery, and it's also a replica of the Third Reich. But what I want to really clarify is Putin uh, has banned the United States from accepting adopted uh, children uh, right where I live. Uh, aside from all the creepy tourists from all over the world that come here, and they are creepy, and they are suspect to me. All right, listen, listen, Randall, i got to run because it's the end of the show. Call back tomorrow with the rest of that, um, just because I think it's important, but we are running up against a hard break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. Have a blessed day. I'll do my review of the new Jim Caviezel movie tomorrow. Don't catch a stupid. See ya.